Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. So you're trying to take care of your mental, physical, and emotional health, but self-care is more than that. Have you ever taken a moment to consider the impact your financial wellness has on your overall health? We've seen firsthand the impact of financial wellness on the good side and the bad. Those who've built discipline into their financial journey light up when we discuss their goals, whereas those who haven't tend to kind of cringe and get stressed about the conversation. Mm -hmm. But don't worry, we're not going to wear you out about budgeting specifically again. (laughs) But we are going to give you three tips to practice self-care in regards to your financial journey. Yeah, and self-care is often related to physical health and emotional health and all of that. But, I mean, come on, financial matters affect a lot more than just that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it affects everything, Yeah. right? So, a lot of people tell me that, you know, if you tell me how you spend your money, you know, you can they can tell a lot about you, mm-hmm. right? So, if somebody can tell a lot about you about your money, then I think it that... It certainly matters. Yeah, it absolutely matters and affects all of those areas as well. So, we definitely hope to help our listeners kind of get a better gauge of that as well in their yes. lives. And we've got three tips that are kind of broken down into different things that you can do within them um, to help you out with that. So, our first tip is protect yourself and your loved ones. And here's where we're talking about insurance. When is the last time you had a comprehensive insurance review? We talk a lot about life insurance on this show and on our other radio program as well, but um, you know, your life is changing. So having your insurance coverages adjust with that is really important. And we're not just talking about life insurance, but let's start there. Yeah. So obviously life changes, right? So Mm -hmm. people uh, grow old, pass away, right? And Mm -hmm. then other people are born, right? And as as that happens, we need to be able to update that. You know, a lot of times that comes with an update to our estate plans as well, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that can all be taken into account together. Uh, But yes, so with life insurance, you know, would your life insurance allow your beneficiaries to continue with their lives when they're gone, right? That's another question that Mm -hmm. kind of gets gets thrown in there as well. And a lot of people, when they're thinking of life insurance, when they're younger, their main focus is debt. Mm -hmm. But you have a long time that you you could be contributing to the family retirement plan. You have a long time that you would have been providing income to your family. So it's more than just about paying off debt Mm -hmm. um, because there's so many other aspects that are in there. So if that's where your focus has been, it's time to get a review. Another thing we'll see is people who have unnecessary insurance, life insurance policies, or maybe overly expensive policies that could be replaced with something more cost effective and provide even more coverage. Yeah. Yeah. I know that I've seen folks that come in and they've got a policy that their parents got for them mm-hmm. whenever they were little. And then whenever they turned, you know, 23 or 25, whatever the age is, then it got turned over to them. And mm-hmm. it's a, a whole life policy, like a permanent uh, life insurance policy, which you know, it is typically more expensive, a lot more expensive than term life insurance. Right. And, and, uh, it doesn't give you as much coverage as you need. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's a pretty common case where, you know, that they, that's all they know because that's all they've know, had. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So so life insurance review is really important. One that a lot of people overlook, too, is auto insurance. Mm-hmm. Your coverages might not be enough. You know, if you just got like 
basic coverage and you get into a major wreck, would it even provide enough to cover your medical expenses? Mm -hmm. Would it allow you to take care of, if you're sued by somebody, take care of the expense of that? Um, And do know if you get into a wreck in your car, your health insurance typically will not cover your treatment. So you want to make sure that Mm -hmm. your auto insurance has enough coverage in there. And another thing I've seen is people will set their deductible really, really high to keep the cost low. But if you don't have enough in savings, that's not a great idea to do. True. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the big variables that we talk to people about when we are considering things like HSA accounts and mm-hmm. emergency savings, right? It's, you know, okay, what what is your maximum out of pocket for your health insurance or for, you know, something like this? Mm-hmm. So yeah, great things to note. And then our next one is homeowner's insurance. So this one has to deal with inflation. We've all seen the increased price of building homes, Mm -hmm. replacing homes. Yeah, I've actually heard about this one recently. Yes. So if your homeowner's policy, your homeowner's policy is intended to replace your house in, in if there was some sort of fire or something like that, that's really kind of the worst case scenario is a total loss. Mm-hmm. But with the cost of materials right now, it may not provide enough coverage to do all the things it could have two years ago. So if you yeah. haven't reviewed that with your insurance provider, it's certainly worth the conversation. Yeah. Well, I think I need to have a little meeting with, with my PNC agent. Yes. And then an umbrella policy. This is one of those that a lot of people don't have that's super inexpensive. Mm -hmm. Um, An umbrella policy is there to cover any gaps in your other coverages that may exist. In my case, I have a 15 year old who's starting to drive hopefully soon. We'll see. He's not Mm -hmm. particularly motivated, but it would provide additional coverage to help out if something were to go wrong, if he got into a wreck. Um, And then it also covers things like if there were an accident on your property and someone chose to sue you, it can provide coverage for that as well, typically. But again, you need Mm. to get with your insurance provider to see where your gaps may be and just get that checked regularly. Yeah. And then our next topic would be get organized, right? And one of the things that we're going to talk about here is uh, we brought it up earlier is along with uh, reviewing life insurance, you would also want to review things like your estate plan, Mm -hmm. right? So doing a complete beneficiary review, Mm -hmm. what all does that entail? So we're not just talking about life insurance policies. We're talking about your employer plan, your employer plan insurances, if you have any group policies there. Mm -hmm. We've had a number of situations where people maybe got married but didn't add their spouse. And not just having a primary beneficiary, but also a contingent beneficiary. If you travel with your whoever would have been your primary beneficiary at any point, whether it's driving to the store or driving across the country, there's always a risk that something could happen to both of you at the same time. So it's really, really important to have a backup plan for that. And that's called a contingent beneficiary. Another thing that you would want to do at that time is making sure to go over your bank accounts mm-hmm. right, and your checking savings accounts and adding a payable on death designation to yes. each one of those. It's like assigning a beneficiary to those as well. Whoever would need to take care of your affairs when you're gone, because there's still going to be a house payment due if you owe one, there's still going to be bills that need to be paid during that transition process. This just gives them access to your accounts to do that. And along with that, I know that if you have something uh, like a trust, right, like mm-hmm. a family trust, then that's who you would want to designate that too for yes. those accounts. Yes. Um, another thing that a lot of people don't think about is keeping a file that has updated account info, passwords, etc. And it doesn't have to be a physical file as long as whoever that person is that would take care of your finances for you knows where to find it. So for me, mm-hmm. I have a digital platform that I use to save all my usernames and passwords. And my husband knows the username and password as well, along with the person I listed as my financial trustee in my estate plan. Mm-hmm. So they could go find it if they need to, but it's not something that's a physical 
physical copy because personally I was not comfortable with that. Yeah, and then you also have, along with that, you've got important documents, right? Mm-hmm. Like you might have the title or deed to your home mm-hmm. or your car, you know, things like, like that. Uh, birth certificates, you know, yes. all of these really important documents that you want to make sure that you keep safe, uh, preferably in a flame resistant or yeah. a fire yes. resistant box or something like that, right? I used to keep a lockbox at the bank mm-hmm. just for those sorts of documents so they couldn't get lost at the house because, mm-hmm. any, you know, especially if you're younger and you're moving right. a lot, that's a great place to store those things. You yeah. can also keep digital copies on a secure platform somewhere to have something out there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our clients, um, we store their wills trust documents, things like that for them. And then we just make sure we get a form that allows us to give that documentation to the person they need Mm -hmm. if something were to happen to them so we can help them store those securely. Yeah. So something that's, that I see on here is that it's important to, to make sure to have permission to disclose Mm -hmm. on those documents. So what exactly does that mean? Basically there in our field, at least, and this is likely the case anywhere else you would want to store things. You need to make sure that the provider who is storing that for you knows who you would want to be able to access that in our case we have to have a signed form so that if something were to happen let's say i had your documents stored you know you could tell me who's allowed to request those documents from me mm-hmm. so it's a really good thing that you can um, do but just make sure you also have the steps in place that they could actually access those documents too right so yeah if i was married then you know my spouse or mm-hmm. you know it's my brother sister whoever I would want to make sure that has uh, to have access to to those documents correct correct and if you're married here's another little tip You've got titles, you've got deeds, things that you own. Is your spouse on them? Because if they're not, that can create a lot of chaos if you pass away first. Um, I had a situation in in a long time ago where I was on the loan at the bank, but somehow I was not on the deed to our home that we had the loan for. How does that happen? It was just a typo on the part of the person who did our closing. And and it's okay. You just Hmm. make sure you've checked that. Make sure you pay attention to that. Because if something were to have happened to my husband... I would have what's called a life estate. I could stay in the house. I could take care of it, but it's not all mine. It's Mm -hmm. not guaranteed in the state of Arkansas. So check your state's laws, but I would encourage you as if you're married, both of you need to be on everything. That kind of gives you a very important reason to make sure to check your title documents whenever you're signing all of that. Yes. And then estate planning, um, you know, have a conversation with an estate planning attorney. It may not be that you need a trust or you need some complicated, comprehensive plan, but you won't know that unless you go and get go and have that conversation with them from, you know, with the conversations that I've had with the state planning attorneys. I mean, they tell us that, you know, at, you're going to need to pay those those dues or those fees at some point. Right. And, yes. and so the whole point of setting up an estate plan is so that you're kind of prepaying and mm-hmm. making sure that that process is going to be as easy as possible for your loved ones. That yes. way they don't have to go. I lived that. that. Um, mm. You know, we had a very, very small piece of property that after my parents passed away that I had to probate mm-hmm. and I paid more probating it than than he would have paid for an estate plan if he'd have known he would have absolutely done that. So I am a firm believer in them. And, you know, if you create your own will with one of those online sites, understand Mm. that they may not be taking into account your state's laws. Right. Um, So it is good to have that reviewed by an estate planning attorney because it may not stand up in court. Right. And then if you've done the work of creating the estate plan, make sure you do the follow up, the homework, Mm. because otherwise it's just a really heavy stack of papers worth nothing. Exactly. They call it funding it. You know, if you're supposed to have your bank account owned by the trust, Make sure you get it done. Mm-hmm. If you don't process the the new deeds, the new updates that are required of you in that homework page that they give you, 
then you just paid them for a stack of papers. Right. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to the the requirements, right, that you were talking about. So I was just talking to a couple earlier today that has an online service for legal matters. And I was telling them just to, to make sure that if they do a will or any sort of document like that, that they make sure to get the, the pro- proper, um, you know, things that, that need to be on there, like making making sure that it's notarized, making mm-hmm. sure that it's signed by witnesses, right? Yes. So each state, as you mentioned, has its own requirements to make that a legally binding document. So make sure to look at that. Yes. And the last tip is do hard things. Physical fitness takes a lot of work and so does financial fitness. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. There's just no easy way around it. Um, change always stretches us and it takes a lot of effort at first. When you're starting a new program of any kind, it's hard that first few weeks. But once it's become a habit, you're going to be one step closer to your goals and it gets easier as you go. And I can kind of attest to that because I we talk a lot about budgeting mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And I have my budget, uh, but I don't look at it You know, every week. Right. Mm-hmm. I might look at it every uh, every two months. Right. And mm-hmm. but um, I know that whenever things are kind of starting to to seem like they're not in balance, in balance, then I know that, OK, I have to go go back. Kind Something's of, changed that you're not tracking. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Making. Yeah. Just making sure that uh, that I'm aware of that. And that helps me get back on track. Yes. And some just kind of starter things that you can focus on if you're not sure where to get started and you're trying to just build towards this creating a budget, sticking to it. I know we say it a lot. I told you we weren't going to harp on it, but it's there. Um, Another thing is to start creating your emergency savings. 2000 is like the initial goal. It's Mm. not the gold standard though. You want to get to a point where it's three to six months worth of your expenses, not necessarily your income. Um, So start with 2000, maybe make that primary goal, whatever your deductibles would be, and then work towards a little more. Right. Yeah. We were just talking about that earlier. Right. And, you know, if, if you're doing some sort of family planning, right. And you've got, uh, you've got expenses that, you know, are coming down, like mm-hmm. having a baby or something mm-hmm. like that, making sure to, that, that you're planning for that. So another one is participating in your employer plan. A lot of people don't do it yeah. and it's just free money you're walking away from. Yep, exactly. So, and that's what we talk about whenever we discuss the the matching on, mm-hmm. on these employer plans. So, and another little tip uh, with that is if you are right contributing to your employer plan, first off, congratulations, you're definitely taking the right steps towards your future. And then two, uh, how about you take it one step further by increasing that 1% every year? Mm-hmm. If you've heard something today that you know you need to work on, but you feel overwhelmed about how to get started, start by connecting with an advisor who can guide you through your journey. Our team has a process for all stages of your financial journey, and we would be honored to help you. And here's the thing. Your financial wellness has an impact on almost every aspect of your life. So take some time today to apply these tips. And as a reminder, they're protecting yourself and your family with appropriate life insurance, then getting organized so that your loved ones can navigate a future without you if needed. And do the hard things. Make the changes needed to move closer to your goals. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on Talking Sense. We hope you feel a little more empowered to meet your financial wellness goals. Join us on our next episode when we talk about how to write your Declaration of Independence financially. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Jim Walt team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Or you can call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. 
You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Jimwalk Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.